0: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach of Coach Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today we have with us Betty Kempa with Betty Kempa Business Coaching.
1: Welcome, Betty. Hi, Lee. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about your uh, coaching practice. How are you serving folks?
1: Sure. So I am a business coach very specifically. My specialty is really helping the corporate professional transition from that nine to five to really repackaging their genius into a six figure coaching practice using my signature methodology. So essentially I'm helping people replace their corporate income with a coaching business and I'm really helping them with that transition.
0: So how'd you get into this line of work? Uh, what's your backstory?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, most of us that are coaches were coaching some, you know, previous version of ourselves. Um, and I'm I'm doing the same. I spent about a decade um, as a corporate communications leader at different Fortune 500s. I, you know, my career looked successful on the outside. Um, I was always shooting myself. I should be happy, right? It, it looked successful, but on the inside, I was really suffering from kind of like a square peg round hole syndrome. Always kind of feeling like um, something was kind of off with with where I was at with my job. I tried to kind of silence that um, that little voice um, and and what I would call white knuckle through my day um, and hold tight to. You know, in quotations, the safe corporate job. Um, But, you know, the truth was, what I kind of came to realize is the only part of the day I really enjoyed at my corporate job was the part where I got to coach others. Um, And I was really craving that freedom of time, freedom of energy and focus, which is really granted to you once you get to run your own business. Um, And kind of even above and beyond that, to be. Totally honest, I was exhausted from the stress and the toxicity of of the corporate job, the crazy hours, the lack of work life balance. Um, So that's kind of what I was dealing with. I tried to kind of tuck that away. I'm I'm a very logical person. So I tried to kind of silence that until one day I got laid off. And, you know, when you get laid off, it's, it's kind of an awakening, right? You kind of, it's, it's a fork in the road and you get to kind of decide where you want to take your life next. And for me, I took that as a sign from the universe to go for it, to start my own coaching business. So I went and got certified at IPEC, the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching. I started out coaching career coaching because I wanted to help unfulfilled corporate women just like me figure out what kind of career would make them happy. Um, So that first year, I devoted a lot of my time studying business and marketing and sales. Um, And, you know, what I would say that happened, that was kind of cool. The magic really happened for me once I actually leaned into my expertise from my former corporate communications role. So in that job, I was creating content that would be compelling and engaging to the consumer and inspire them to take action. So that expertise, ironically, from my corporate job allowed me to pivot my client attraction strategy to create a uh, completely virtual content marketing. Um, and once I leveraged my expertise in that way, I was able to stand up a six-figure coaching business my first year. Um, over time, what I started to see was that more of my clients would come to me and they didn't want another corporate job, right? They were coming to me saying, I'm unhappy. I don't want to be in this job anymore. But they were saying, hey, how do I do what you did? I, how do I ditch the job and become a coach and replicate that system that you use to replace my corporate income? Um, and that was really cool to me because business and marketing are my genius zone. So that's how I really made the transition into business and marketing, um, helping corporate professionals make that same transition I did. And build their own six-figure coaching business. And today I'm helping all kinds of corporate professionals. I work with a lot of people from HR. Um, they make great coaches, but all kinds of corporate professionals. And they're becoming, you know, career coaches, leadership coaches, health coaches. I work with spiritual coaches, um, all different types of coaches. Um, and it's been a blast.
0: Now, let's go back to when you were before college. And did you even consider being an entrepreneur at that point? Or was it something that you're like, I'm going to, you were focused on, okay, I'm going to, you know, follow the traditional path of getting a corporate gig and work my way up the corporate ladder. Like what was it that kind of told you that that was the right path? And then obviously once you started doing it, there was a fork in the road and you decided to kind of now go down that entrepreneurial road. What, but how did that kind of mind shift occur? And it, since the beginning of that didn't occur right when you started?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. So, you know, when I first started, um, you know, going way back to college, I mean, no, I didn't have any idea that I mean, I, I it never crossed my mind entrepreneurship. Um, it never really crossed my mind. In fact, what I was trying to do back in the day when I first started my corporate career coming out of college trying to kind of emulate my father's corporate career. He was a successful HR executive. I always thought, you know, it'd be so cool to work, you know, making, um, you know, work in this big, tall building, doing a nine to five like my dad did. So it had never even crossed my mind. Um, And then as I got further into my corporate and I started to realize I'm unhappy. Something's off. Like I, I can't keep playing this game of the shoulds. I should be happy. I should, I should follow this path. I actually found a book called The Pathfinder. It's by an author, Nicholas Lore. And this book was meant to help you figure out your passion. So I took this, um, I read the book, I took all these assessments um, on my personality type, my strengths, and after kind of really doing a lot of soul searching on what my strengths are and my passion, all signs kept pointing to coaching, which I, at that point, I never had even heard of coaching. Um, So it was really through a lot of deep introspection, figuring out uh, my strengths and my passion, that pointed me to, Hey, you should consider this, this new career path.
0: So once you decided to go kind of this entrepreneur route, um, how was that transition when you're working for a big company, like you were, there's a lot of ecosystem built for you there that it's easy to become kind of a cog in the machine and there's a lot of resources available. But when you're an entrepreneur, especially in the earliest stages, it's kind of an island, you know, it's a yeah. eat what you kill. There's all the you are all the resources a lot of times. Yeah. How did you handle that kind of transition of being kind of surrounded by resources to kind of now you got to make everything happen on your own?
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, a couple of things I would say, you know, again, for me with the corporate job, I always felt very stifled. Um, I, I always felt very micromanaged. I didn't like being put in that box. So, you know, for me, kind of the freedom of, oh, you get to invent this, however you want it to look was exciting. So I think that was the first piece of it, the perspective, instead of kind of viewing it as daunting, it felt exciting. Um, My other strength is researching. I'm a bit, I'm a big researcher. I like to uh, do a lot of researching. So, you know, I, I, found a a coach training certification um, school that I thought would be great to go to based on my research. Um, So that's really the first thing I did was start to get certified while I was still at my corporate job. Um, That's the first piece of it is, you know, just building my skill set. And, and that's not a non-negotiable, you know, you don't have to be certified to be a coach, but you know a lot of people want to be i certainly enjoyed it um building my skill set that way so that's the first thing i did um the second thing that i did was you know get a business mentor um have worked with business mentors my entire coaching Career, Even while I was still at the corporate job, um, you know, so there was I've never had a time where I wasn't working with some kind of a business mentor because there's already people out there that have been there done that there's no really need to reinvent the wheel. Um, so it was just hooking up with somebody who had, you know, business strategy, sales and marketing, you know, and, and, and figuring it out that way. The other thing that I did um, was figure out my finances. now my my situation was different right because I got laid off and and what I tell people is you don't have to go that route like you can make it easier on yourself um, and work with your financial advisor, figure out what your budget is prior to taking the leap. and I, I do recommend people do that you know start working on, you know, what kind of uh, startup costs you need to set aside, how much of your monthly uh, household income needs to be paid off, work with your financial advisor and your business coach to figure out all of that from a financial perspective so it can be a smooth transition.
0: Now, um, when you're working with somebody that has a corporate gig and they're, you know, thinking, okay, I can do this, or, you know, I didn't know the steps, so they work with you to kind of understand the roadmap and what the terrain looks like ahead. What are some of their kind of initial fears? Um, is the fear about oh why would someone listen to me? Is the fear around I don't know like who am I to be a person to coach somebody else? Um, like where where what's holding most people back to take the leap into kind of being number one an entrepreneur and number two coaching and giving advice to somebody else so that that person then is kind of relying on them to be successful?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think it's a couple things that I see um, as far as the fear, um, the fears that hold people back from making the leap. Um, I do think the first one is, um, you know, people uh, want to feel confident in their skill set as a coach. They want to feel confident that they they are skilled as a coach. And you know, the cool thing is, a lot of the clients I work with, they're already coaching in their corporate nine to five. Most of these are corporate. Lead- they're coaching teams of people, right? So a lot of these um, professionals think that there's some kind of magical fairy dust to become a coach, but it's kind of like Wizard of Oz with the red ruby slippers. They're already wearing the slippers. They just need to click them. Um, So, you know, these are natural coaches. I do think that's the first bit of it is, is feeling confident in your skills as a coach. And, you know, a lot of that can be you know, taken care of once you get certified, right? You start to build that confidence. like, wow, yeah, this is, you know, these are the different kind of ways that you can coach another human. Um, It it kind of puts a, a system around that. So that's the first one is just, you know, fear around, am I, am I good enough? You know, do I have the skills? Um, Fear of failure is another big one, um, right? I think, uh, you know, people worry that, oh my gosh, I'm going to put all my eggs into one basket and what if I fail, right? So I think that's another piece of it. And, you know, what I, what I work with people on is really redefining, um, you know, what failure means, right? Is, is failure, Staying stuck in a, in a job that makes you miserable and never trying something new that you could be wildly passionate about? Or is failure trying something and it doesn't work and then you have to kind of pivot and try it a new way, right? Um, even the most successful coaches out there, business coaches, any, anyone that's successful in the universe has used failure as a stepping stone to get to where they want to uh, to be. It's, it's a learning tool. So I think that's the second thing is that fear of failure. Um, And then, you know, a lot of the clients I work with from the corporate world, we are used to systems and strategies and blueprints, right? So when you're kind of going into this blind, um, I think that's another fear is like, well, what am I supposed to do today? Like, What am I supposed to work on to stand this this business up? So it's, you know, kind of that desire to have a blueprint, a, a proven formula that works in standing up a business.
0: Now, can you talk about uh, the beginning for you? Like you mentioned that you've always had mentors and that's been part of your career and that this is just kind of an extension or maybe a semantic uh, change in how you're framing what you're doing. Um, But when you went from having a job that was paying you to now having a coaching practice that um, you got to build that kind of one at a time. Can you talk about how you said, okay, in order to do this, I'm going to make a roadmap and I'm going to plan, I'm going to have multiple revenue streams, I'm not going to rely on one type of uh, kind of thing I do in order to make money. Can you talk about how you laid that all out and how that all comes together to help a person become a six-figure coach?
1: Yeah. And, and again, I took the hard path, right? Like I, I I went through a layoff. So, you know, what I would tell people is, is stay in your corporate job while you're building the coaching business, um, because that's going to help fund the coaching business. Um, the layoff was really a kick in the pants for me that I got to make this work. Now, What I, what I did again, I, I went and got certified. That was really my first step. Um, I actually took the severance from my layoff and re instead of kind of using it in a fearful way and saying, Oh, I'm just going to kind of squirrel this away. I was like, no, I'm going to reinvest the severance and go get certified as a coach. So that's the first thing I did. Um, for me again, I was laid off, so I didn't want to kind of just sit around and you know wait to get my first client so what i did is i took a bridge job um so you know if if you're a human that went through a layoff and you want to become a coach there's no shame in getting a bridge job a bridge job is you know it's it's another 9 to 5 it's something you're already skilled at in in probably the corporate world it could be really it could be any kind of a job the only point of a bridge job is is to fund your coaching business startup cost. So that's what I did. I grabbed a bridge job. Um, it was not my dream. It was another corporate gig, but I, you know, I, I took a step down. It wasn't as intense, wasn't as as many hours, but it helped me fund um, my, you know, building my website, my branding, my photography, my, you know, getting my systems and my ops together. Right so that was the other thing is is you know taking that that uh that bridge job so I could fund myself.
0: So that was to um, create cash flow. That's right. And then you were that's using right. that cash I guess for your needs and to fund this future you that you were building. Yes.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And now during that time, right, I'm, I'm taking all these business courses, and I'm reading books on business, and I'm leaning on to a lot of my corporate communications background, which is really useful in marketing. Um, so the first thing I did before I even engaged with a web designer, because I know a lot of people are itch, itching when they when they decide they want to become a coach, it's like, Oh, let me build a website. But before I even went there, um, I got very, very clear on what I wanted my coaching niche to be. So what the urgent problem that I wanted to solve would be, what my ideal client avatar looked like, what kinds of pains and problems they were dealing with, what kind of results and outcomes they wanted. So part of that was researching, but part of that was speaking to humans, you know, the, the humans that I actually wanted to work with and saying, hey, what kind of help do you need with this? So I could message my copy in a way that would resonate with them. So again, before I even worried about a website, it was getting crystal clear on my niche, my messaging. I was looking at my competitors. I was trying to figure out how I could position myself in the market, right? So that was really the next step for me before I even worried about the website.
0: And that's a great um, tip for folks because a lot of times they don't want to really dig deep on the the niche that they're going to serve. And sometimes you really have to narrow and focus because it makes it easier to kind of be a big fish in a small pond than to be a little fish in a huge pond that's cluttered with lots of people that do kind of quote unquote business coaching. It's much more effective, especially when launching, is to be I'm a business coach for redheaded firemen is a lot better than I'm a business coach.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, so true. Yeah. And, and to that point too, you know, even to give an example on that, um, you know, with, with my form of, there's a couple ways that I've narrowed down my niche, you know, I'm working with corporate professionals who want to replace their six figure corporate income with a coaching business. So that's a piece of it. Um, And then the way I do that, which is very specific is I'm helping people create a high ticket coaching package so that they can sell one or two per month and hit their financial goals versus, you know, some other methods out there that are, you know, more about like, Hey, create a digital course. Right. And I'm not here to say one way is wrong or right. This is just an example of how I'm very specifically helping to solve a problem for my niche.
0: And then let's talk about this a little bit, because this is your signature methodology. And, um, can you talk about the five C's of building this kind of six-figure coaching business? I, I'm sure you're alluding to some of the C's there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't get away from those C's. And, <laughs> and the first one we we talked about, right, it's it's the first C is, is choose the right niche. So this is figuring out, okay, who is the kind of human I want to work with? Before you even worry about the the human you want to work with, it's really... What's the problem you want to solve, right? Because at the end of the day, a business is solving a problem, you know, whether it's a coaching business or something else. So it's what kind of a problem do I want to solve for people? And, and you really need to pick something that's going to make you want to rip the sheets off on a Monday morning because you can't wait to coach on that topic. Um, so you, you got to kind of find the sweet spot between I'm passionate about this topic. I want to coach on it, but I also need to validate the market. I got to make sure that this is something people want to pay for, and I got to figure out who would be willing to pay for this thing, right? So step one is choose your niche, do your research with your ideal client avatars, speak to those people out there that you potentially want to serve, get to the bottom of their pains and their dreams, right? And from there, we can kind of craft your messaging in a way that's going to resonate with your target market. Part two, the second C is creating a killer package. And again, like, you know, this is for people that are familiar with the coaching world, um, you know, you don't want to sell hourly coaching, right? You want to create a coaching package. Um, so the key here, it's a couple things. One is you want to create your own signature methodology. So the same way I have the five C's of building a six-figure coaching business, each of my coaches, whether they're a relationship coach, a health coach, a leadership coach, they all have their own signature method of getting clients from pain to dream. So that's part two is creating that And then packaging it in a way so that it is worth multiple times what you're actually charging. So if you're, you know, creating a 10K coaching package, the value of that, you need to be able to show your client the value is worth, you know, 15, 20, 25K, right? So that's part two is creating a killer coaching package. Step three is curtains up, launch your brand. And, you know, this is all the key components that go into launching your business the right way, right? This is branding. This is your business tools. Now we get into the website copy. Now we create your lead magnet, your email nurture sequence scripts. We're really building the... Um, The the system here, right? We're standing up the business and we want to launch the business in a way that's going to excite people and bring them along for the ride with you. The fourth C is client attraction system. This is the one everybody wants to skip to, um, but it's really important to get those foundational elements locked in before you worry about client attraction. And this is really how to create a system so that clients are coming to you on autopilot. Um, And, and, you know, especially with corporate professionals, I'm helping people step out of the role of employee. And it's a different mindset stepping of CEO of your business and learning what you have to be doing each day, week, and month in order to get the most ROI in your efforts so that you can attract clients. And then there are other elements of client attraction that you can delegate, automate, eliminate, streamline. So the client attraction system is going to be sure of what you have to do as the CEO and then the elements you can outsource and automate. And then the fifth C is closing a deal, right? So you've done all this work and you've got a human on the phone and you love to work with them as a client. But you have to learn how to conduct that conversation so you can transition somebody from, hey, I'm talking to you for the first time into becoming a client. Um, And what I always tell people is if you're doing all the heavy lifting on the discovery call, you're waiting to get on a call um, to share with somebody who you are and what you do, you're doing it wrong. So it's important that you're educating people and warming them up before you have that initial sales conversation with them.
0: Yeah, I find that when I'm working with somebody new about closing, I, I tell them, it, you're not closing, you're curating. You're deciding like if that. it's the right fit. Yes. Uh, there used to be a thing called ABC, always be closing. And to me, it's always be curating. You I should be that. trying to see if the person's a right fit for you. And I don't, I personally feel, uh, I don't like to be in the position of please pick me. I like mm-hmm. to be the one choosing And I like to be the one that's helping kind of make sure that this is going to be a symbiotic relationship where they're going to, they know what my superpower is and that I know what pain they have and that I can help alleviate or not. And maybe if it's not the right fit, I can point them in the direction that will be the right fit for them.
1: 100%. Yeah. It's kind of like a first date, right? You're both sitting down at the table and getting a feel for the other person's energy, um, and, and yeah, you know, with the corporate to six figure coach Academy, there are definitely some people, which to your point, I'll say, Hey, like I, it, it feels like you're, you you would not be the right fit for this program. And, and then, you know, happily refer them out to someone else. So it is really, really important. That's the cool thing too, right. About owning your own business is you get to choose when you're in a corporate nine to five, you can't choose your boss or, you know, your coworkers, when you're running your own business, you get to choose who you want to work with. And that's really cool.
0: Right. And that's an important mindset shift that you don't have to take just anybody. You can be as selective as you'd like to be.
1: 100%.
0: So now, um, are you talking to these people while they have their job usually, or is it that they've taken the leap or they were laid off and they're kind of panicked and they're like, hey, I better call Betty because I don't know what I'm going to do next?
1: You know, I get a mix for sure. I do get a right because I, I was one of the panicked layoff people. Right. So I definitely get a mix. Um, I would say the majority of people I work with are still in their corporate job. A lot of them have started going after their coach certification. Some of them have already gotten the coach certification, but it's kind of collecting dust while they're still at the corporate job because they don't understand how to make the transition. So to answer your question, the majority of people are still in their corporate job, but I do definitely every so often get people to say, hey, I made the leap, but I'm not getting any traction. Help me.
0: Now, if somebody wanted to learn more about your practice and uh, maybe kind of get some of the thought leadership you have uh, on your website, what is the website for someone to uh, find you?
1: it's my name so it's betty b-e-t-t-y kempa k-e-m is in mary p is in paul a bettykempa.com
0: good stuff well congratulations on all the success betty you're doing important work and we appreciate you
1: thanks so much lee all right this is lee Cantor. we
0: will see y'all next time on coach the coach radio